Today is Friday, August 13th, 2021. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Coming up, we talk about Knoxville Nationals Night 2, including who's in, who's out, and a bunch more. We're also talking Lucas at Florence, Super Dirt Car Series at Orange County, the Summer Nationals, news from the Dirt Cup, and a bunch more. Before we dive in, if you like what I'm doing here, please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and hit those follow and notification buttons depending on where you consume this. Make sure to follow at Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget, DirtTracker.com has a bunch more cool dirt racing stuff. Now, let's get going. The second of two Knoxville Nationals prelim nights is complete, and we have the first 16 spots in Saturday's feature set, along with the first five rows of the B-Main. Things got off to a late start last night because of a rain delay. That meant the track was going to be juiced up and fast. They did a lot of wheel packing through hot laps, and it did help, but qualifying was definitely faster. Casey Kane ended up going quick time in the Roth 83. It was about a half a, half a tenth faster than quick time the night before. Tyler Courtney, Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, and Ian Madsen completed the top five in qualifications. In heat races, we had a mixed bag of results for the fast guys in qualifying. Casey Kane and Kerry Madsen both didn't transfer. Tyler Courtney and Carson Macedo did, as did Brent Marks and Brad Sweet. Surprisingly, Carson, uh, Kyle Larson was on the outside looking in following heat races himself. As we did on night one, we again had several drivers with difficult nights on Thursday. Kel, uh, Kel Thomas crashed in his heat race, which ended his night. And Tim Cady never really got going following issues for his sides motorsports team. Jeff Swindell was leading the second heat race on the final lap, but ended up eighth and never really recovered on the night. Uh, eventual heat winner Sawyer Phillips said he thought Swindell ran out of fuel. All of those guys will need to make big things happen on Friday. I talked on yesterday's show about the desperation move from Scott Boguski in the Wednesday B-Main, and we saw more of that desperation last night in Heat Race 5. Jacob Allen battled TJ Stutz for much of that race uh, for the final tre- uh, feature transfer spot, but eventually finished outside. TJ made his car really wide a few times with some not-so-great darting moves down the backstretch. It paid off for Stutz with an A-Main appearance, but it was a sketchy way to get in. With so many guys not transferring in from heat races, that turned the B-Main into a murderer's row of guys to try and get through. In the end, it was Larson, Kerry Madsen, Kane, and Ian Madsen bagging transfers with names like Brock Zierfoss, Bill Balog, Shane Golubic, Darren Pittman, and Jack Hoddenshield all on the outside. Once green in the night's feature, which was led to the stripe by pole setter Sam Haferteep Jr. and Cy Lynch, things got pretty wild pretty quickly. On an early restart, Parker Price Miller went for a wild ride after he climbed the right rear of TJ Stutz into turn one. PPM was okay, but his car was destroyed. We also lost Shane Stewart from the race early after engine issues. He'll need a good run tonight as well. And then not long later, we had a huge crash in turn three involving multiple drivers. Carson Macedo tried to slide Paul McMahon into three, but climbed the berm and ended up taking both of them out. The crash also collected Sammy Swindell, Sawyer Phillips, Kerry Madsen, and Marcus Dumsney. Paul's car caught fire, but thankfully he was out of the car quickly, and the fire crew did a really great job putting it out. The safety crew was actually running out onto the track before some of the cars were even stopped to aid McMahon. In the incident, a few drivers were somehow able to sneak through, including Tyler Courtney, Larson, and Greg Wilson. In the aftermath, it sounded like everyone was okay. Paul's wife, Jan McMahon, tweeted this morning that Paul checked out okay at the hospital but was dealing with some head pain. In an interview afterwards, Macedo took the blame for the crash. He said the hole closed up quicker than he thought it would. Decent enough results earlier in the night, though, mean that Macedo, McMahon, and Kerry Matson all have guaranteed spots in the Saturday B-Main. 
After that big crash, things settled out out front. It was all Brian Brown. He started fourth, took the lead on lap two, and never looked back. Behind him, though, there were plenty of fireworks with several guys making big moves. Larson ended up second after starting 21st to earn Hart Charger. Brent Marks finished third, Brad Sweet fourth, and Rico Abreu fifth. Casey Kane went 23rd to 6th, Austin McCarl 18th to 7th, and Ian Madsen at 24th to 8th. And that was after he caught a piece of PPM's crash. So with Hard Knocks Friday coming up, we have the first eight rows of the Saturday A main set, along with the first five rows of the Saturday B main. Geo Selzy will start the Knoxville Nationals from the pole with Brad Sweet to his outside. They will be followed by Kyle Larson, Brent Marks, Donnie Schatz, David Gravel, Casey Kane, Logan Schuhart, Brian Brown, Ian Madsen, Brooke Tattnall, Tyler Courtney, James McFadden, Justin Henderson, Justin Peck, and Danny Dietrich. In the B main, we'll see Josh Boffman, Carson Macedo, Cy Lynch, Spencer Baston, Corey Eliason, Craig Kinzer, Paul McMahon, Kerry Madsen, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and Sam Haferteep Jr. Remember now, the top four from tonight's feature will grab the last four Saturday A-Main starting spots, and then everyone else will be in the soup tomorrow for those final four B-Main transfers. Earlier in the week, we talked about win predictions and drivers to watch. I think we did pretty well with those names. Of the 12 I gave you, which were Larson, Gravel, Sweet, Schatz, Schuhart, Macedo, Kerry Madsen, Brown, Eliason, Selzy, Courtney, and Pittman, Eight are guaranteed A-Main starters, three are in the B-Main, and only one is on the outside looking in right now. That's Darren Pittman. Larson is the pick from the DirtTracker.com analytics prediction formula, and I think that still plays. I think we're in for a pretty epic Saturday night with so many really freaking good drivers in the mix. And I think it could be really fun to try to watch somebody like Macedo or Madsen try and drive their way through the field for the win. Racing is on the same schedule for the next two nights with grandstands opening at 5.30 and hot laps set for 7 p.m. Central Time. Enjoy the Nationals. We'll be back Monday to talk about everything that went down. The North-South weekend at Florence Speedway got underway last night for the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Ricky Thornton Jr. was working with new crew member Anthony Burroughs, and right out of the gate, it seems like it paid off. Burroughs moved over from the Black Diamond house car team of Earl Pearson Jr. to join the SSI team. And Thornton was good last night, going quick time in his qualifying group, winning his heat race, and bagging the pole of the feature. At the start, Archie, uh, RTJ was quickly out to the lead, but it wouldn't last long. On lap 14, second starting Brandon Overton drove by the 20RT on the top side and was never challenged again. He led the final 37 laps en route to the $10,000 victory. Thornton ended up second, points leader Tim McCready third, Jimmy Owens was fourth, and Jonathan Davenport hard charged from 23rd to finish fifth after needing a provisional start the feature. For Overton, the win was his third Lucas score of 2021 in 16 starts. He'll be hoping that translates into success on Saturday for the big money. McCready finishing in front of both Davenport and O'Neill last night extended his lead in the point standings to now 165 over Superman and 190 over Hudson. Looking ahead to tonight, drivers will compete in two sets of heat races with passing points on the line. Those points will then set the feature and B-Main lineups for Saturday's 50,000 to win North-South 100. There'll be plenty to watch the next two nights with the points battle continuing to be a topic of conversation along with who can bag yet another crown jewel win in 2021. I think Overton and McCready are probably the guys to be here, but we'll just have to wait and see. With the Super Dark Car Series last night at Orange County Fair Speedway, it was 8th starting Stuart Friesen who took down the $10,000 Centennial 100 uh, to win. He moved past leader Billy Decker at halfway and drove away to the win. Chris Heil, Matt Shepard, Matt Williamson, and Max McLaughlin completed the top five. 
The second place finish for Heil earned him a guaranteed starting position in the 20 lap main event at Super Dirt Week coming up. Leaving last night, Friesen's win extended his points lead over Matt Shepard with, uh, I believe, about 10 races left in 2021. Super Dirt Car Series is back next Tuesday night at Brewerton Speedway for the Demon 100. With a lot of eyes uh, on Knoxville and Florence over the next few days, don't forget that the Summer Nationals will be rolling again starting tonight at Highland and again tomorrow at Peevely. The series hasn't raced since July 25th at Richmond. Bobby Pierce continues to lead the late model standings over Tanner English and Ashton Winger with only six nights left to decide the 2021 champion. The Modifieds are also in action, but eventual champion Nick Hoffman won't be in attendance as he's racing Scott Bloomquist's late model at the North-South 100. So it'll be a good weekend for some others to step up and bag some mod wins. Following tonight and tomorrow, the Southern, uh, Summer Nationals close out next week with four final races. Wednesday at Butler, Thursday at I-96, Friday at Tri-City, and the finale on Saturday at Merritt. For more info, check out DirtCarSummerNationals.com. Uh, also ModifiedNationals.com. Uh, at Knoxville yesterday, Peter Murphy told Speedsport that the Dirt Cup at Skagit next season, which will be the 50th edition, will be a 410 winged sprint car event and pay $50,000 to the winner. That will make it the richest sprint car race on the West Coast, and the event changes to 410s from 360s. Murphy is part of the new partnership running Skagit Speedway, which also includes Kevin Rudine and Mike Anderson. Longtime promoter Steve Byler is working towards retirement and recently sold the track. He will continue running Skagit through the end of the year before the new group takes over for 2022. Murphy, along with his partners, are hoping to continue building 410 racing on the West Coast. Looking at the streaming schedule for the weekend, we're around 90 shows as I record this, highlighted by the Knoxville Nationals on Dirt Vision and the North-South 100 on MAP TV+. The Summer Nationals are also back in action this weekend, and there's a ton of local and regional racing. To see the full daily streaming schedule through the weekend, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Friday and a good weekend. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.